from KQED. From KQED News, I'm Andrea Kissick with Quest, our weekly look at Northern California's science and environment. Hundreds of invasive species have been found in San Francisco Bay, according to biologists. That makes the bay one of the most invaded estuaries in the world. Hoping to restore native fish and wildlife, California has passed the strictest rules in the country to prevent ocean freighters from introducing more foreign species to the bay. But as Lauren Summer reports, the standards are so tough, officials may not be able to enforce them. Trucks and cranes spring into action as a 900-foot-long container ship docks here at the Port of Oakland. Every year, thousands of ships pass under the Golden Gate, bringing in cars, sneakers, computers, and a few other things. Let's see, we've got one, two, three exotic organisms. Biologist Andrew Cohen of the Center for Research on Aquatic Bioinvasions slogs through a muddy beach in Alameda at low tide. He scoops up a clump of seaweed that's home to clams, snails, strange globs. And those yellow dots are the eggs of a, a Japanese sea slug which showed up here a few years ago. Almost all of the animals in Cohen's hands are invasive species, originally from China, Australia, and the Atlantic. Anytime I go out into the bay, there's a reasonable chance I'm going to find something I've never seen in the bay before, something which no one has seen on the Pacific coast before. That's just astonishing. Most of these marine invaders arrived as international hitchhikers. Ships that carry cargo on the open ocean have to be balanced so they don't tip over. To do that, they fill massive onboard ballast tanks by pumping water in at one port and pumping it out at the next. For a long time, people didn't think too much about this because it was just water, but eventually we found that we were moving virtually everything that lived in the sea. Marine organisms like crabs and snails have tiny free-floating larvae. So a tank full of ballast water is like a soup of marine life. They're so effective at dispersing because a single individual might produce a million young. Some invaders have brought parasites that cause swimmers itch at local beaches. Other foreign species, like the Asian clam, have altered the entire food web in San Francisco Bay. Millions of dollars have been spent trying to eradicate the worst invasive species, but Cohen says those efforts rarely work. So the strategy has turned to prevention. The ballast tanks that we use are right above us, which are our treatment and control tanks. Inside the Golden Bear, a 500-foot ship at the California Maritime Academy in Vallejo, engineer Bill Davidson switches on the ballast pumps. Davidson is testing new ballast water treatment technology. The idea is pretty simple. Kill the organisms in the water so they don't spread when the ballast is released. The system has two steps. First, the ballast water is filtered. Then chlorine is added. And you take this chlorine and feed it back into the ballast stream, and so that will ideally oxidize or kill any live organisms. The chlorine is neutralized before it's released by the ship, but getting this system to work is trickier than it seems because the organisms are very, very small. So right in your center field of view. In a lab on the ship, Julie Kuo of Moss Landing Marine Labs looks through a microscope at a tiny cone-shaped plankton. That's a tintinin, and those guys pretty much get to as large as that. As large as that is about half the width of a human hair. As part of the test, Quo counts the organisms in water samples from the treatment process and, most importantly, sees if they're dead. They're kind of sitting there and you don't know if they're alive or dead. You poke them with a probe. (laughs) 
This treatment system is designed to meet international standards that limit the number of living organisms in ballast water. Right now, those standards are voluntary. But California has adopted a goal that's a thousand times tougher. It applies to all newly constructed ships starting next January. The only problem is the technology to meet California's higher standard isn't quite ready for prime time. We aren't going to be able to go out there right now and say, well, 100 percent you met the standard no matter what. Nicole Dabrowski is with the California State Lands Commission, the agency overseeing the regulation. She says none of the treatment systems being developed consistently meet California's standards yet. Still, the state is moving ahead with the regulation. We recognize that that's a challenge. But there's, there's a good reason we wanted it to be a challenge. We wanted them to be innovative. We wanted them to think out of the box. But ship operators may not have much to worry about if past enforcement policies are any indication. Ships are currently required to exchange their ballast water at least 230 miles from shore if they plan on discharging it in port. But even though hundreds of ships a year are not complying with these requirements, the State Lands Commission has only fined two ships in the past 10 years. Our goal isn't to come in and just slap a fine on these vessels because we find that isn't necessarily the best approach. We try to work with them as much as possible, make sure they're educated about all the necessary regulations. California's progress is likely to have a big impact on federal efforts as both the U.S. Coast Guard and the EPA develop new national ballast water standards. For Quest, I'm Lauren Summer, KQED News. To see photos of the Bay's invasive species, go to our website, kqed.org quest. Major funding for Quest is provided by the National Science Foundation and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, with additional support from the Dirk and Charlene Kapsenow Foundation.